This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. Yo, welcome back to the show. Today, we are diving into the complete guide to training at home. Not necessarily what the people want right now, but what the people need. Because the reality is, all over the globe, people are going back into lockdown. I know many of my clients have lost gym access once again. But the beauty of this, the beauty of life is there is always a way if you choose to make a way lockdown doesn't have to send you into a tailspin of negativity. We can still very much, and that's not just relevant to your physique, but your life as a whole. Very much, you can choose to make the best of it to turn this into a time of personal growth, to see your physique grow a ton, um, to really dive into like more reading, more learning. Shit, you can develop your relationships with others through FaceTime. You can work on your side hustle. There's so many opportunities, even if you were getting in lockdown, that this offers. And the dope thing about this is many of us are weathered with this by this point. I know the first lockdown for me was super cool because I saw many of my clients' mindsets drastically shift. And honestly, they grew so much stronger during this period and very much shifted from at first, like, fuck, this is a time where we're locked down. What are we going to do? To this is a time where, okay, I'm going to very much develop personally. I'm going to make sure my nutrition is more dialed than it's ever been before. Maybe I'm going to grab some training equipment or even how I do only have bands and backpacks and wine bottles, et cetera, to train with, which is what we're going to talk about today. I understand now that I can still apply adequate tension to my muscles and continue to build. Okay, cool. I'm going to make the best of this. So the cool thing about lockdown last time was I saw a lot of clients make those mindset shifts and when we see another wave somewhat coming um hopefully the world doesn't get locked down again but again it does seem that many places are the dope thing about this has been i've had a ton of new online clients start lately with yo i know another wave of quarantine is coming last time i did get into this negative cycle of kind of self-sabotage I'm changing my narrative this time. I'm ready to take control of my life. Like, fuck that. No matter what happens, whatever is going on in the world outside of me, I want to know that I have complete control. And I know that that starts with my body. The body is the quickest path to power, so they say. So that's been a super cool thing to see as a whole, how much people's mindsets have shifted from this. Regardless, we're not victims and it's on us to make whatever we want of our lives. Um, all right. So that's, that's it for my motivational fire for today, getting into how to actually train at home again, because this is very needed right now. So again, I'm publishing this podcast because I've heard from so many people in the past and really like with this new wave of lockdowns, once again, people are hitting me up. Yo, how do I still make progress in my training or am I going to lose all my results? But again, the reality is this doesn't have to be the case at all. You don't have to lose your progress. You can 100% continue to make progress through lockdown. And today, that's exactly what we are going to dive into. Basically, the keys to continue to progress with at-home training. So first and foremost, our biggest key here, one of our biggest keys here is understanding RIR or reps in reserve. 
So basically we need to address the elephant in the room right out of the gate, which is you don't have any weights to train with. So how can you expect to build muscle? Okay. So here's the thing. Your muscles are dumb. All they know is tension. This means that your muscle doesn't know whether resistance is being applied to them in the form of a dumbbell or a backpack filled with cans. As long as adequate tension is applied, you'll be able to create growth. And remember, building muscle is key to achieving a great physique for both men and women alike. So we can't neglect this. Now, the most important factor for building muscle with your training at home is you need to be able to take a movement close to failure. So basically, the closer you take a set to failure, the more muscle fibers it recruits and fatigues. Thus, the closer a set is to failure, the more effective it is at stimulating muscle growth because it recruits and works more fibers. So the thing is, only reps approximately three to four shy of failure all the way to failure are really going to recruit and fatigue enough muscle fibers to stimulate growth. These are the effective reps of the set. Now, the dope thing is, as long as you hit the effective rep zone, the actual number of reps as long as it's in somewhere from the five to 30 rep range, doesn't really seem to make that much difference when it comes to muscle growth. You just need to push it to the point you only have a few reps left in the tank. So as long as you find a way to train all of the movement patterns, the foundational movement patterns, which we're gonna hop into in just a moment, in three reps shy of failure or less, and the five to 30 rep range, you can still achieve great results, regardless of your available equipment. All right, so next, Let's dive into loading methods because again, now you understand, okay, we need to apply tension. Cool. That makes sense. And we're going to get into some movement patterns, but how the hell do I actually load this? Which I get your confusion there. And the reality is you do have to be more creative, but I have literally had clients for since the initial round of lockdowns in March, we've been programming at home workouts for, and trust me, you can continue to make progress like this. So a few of my favorite loading methods. Number one is just going to be bands. So these can be added to just about any movement to increase resistance. And honestly, in a lot of situations, they can actually increase the resistance profile. Not something we need to dive into on this podcast though. But I would say that bands are a must for an at-home training toolkit. And I'd recommend getting at least two larger loops. So one that's approximately five to 15 pounds resistance and one that's approximately 10 to 35 pounds of resistance. I would also grab one hip loop band, AKA a booty band. You can grab these off of Amazon super cheap. Straight up, I've just been sending them out to tons of my clients. It totals about 20 bucks, but it's well worth it for your progress. Next, we have loaded backpacks. And the reality is backpacks are hella versatile. Um, my online clients throughout quarantine, quarantines have been loading their backpacks with books, cans, and water bottles. And the reality is here, you can load this up pretty damn heavy and use it as an object to press. So for example, for an overhead press variation, one thing we've done a lot is having a client stand on a band, a longer band, of course, loop one end, loop each end over a thumb. So band is under your feet, over your thumbs. We're also holding a heavy loaded backpack in your hands and using that to emulate an overhead press. We can also really load this to hinge type pattern. So here again, if you imagine similar to before, we're standing on the band, um, we're gonna hold one in each hand, maybe we double up, 
we're going to sit back into that hinge. And again, this is going to create more tension. And really here, we would overload more of the top of the movement. But we could also like, let's say we are using the backpack as the load for a Romanian deadlift. So we're sitting back in the hinge. The backpack is where a barbell or dumbbell would normally be. But then we have the band attached to something on the wall behind us and then around our hips. So as we're coming forward, which is typically the easier part of the movement, the band is creating more resistance there. And finally, you can even use the backpack as a weight vest to make lower body movements, push-ups, pull-ups, and even plank variations much harder. So for example, one of the ways, <laughs> the worst thing about at-home training is how often you have to do split squats, I would say. Um, rear fit elevated split squats specifically, or Bulgarian split squats, however you want to refer to them. But the reality is many people um, training at home are going to be doing a lot of split squats, a lot of lunges. One way to make that shit even worse is if you don't add any load and you have to do like 30 to 30 plus reps of either walking lunges or split squats. That sounds like absolute hell. So <laughs> much better, load up your backpack heavy, throw that on your back. Thus, we can easily add, like you can load that up with 50, honestly, your backpack, like the amount of objects you can fit into your backpack is the only rate limiter. But really we can easily add like 60 pounds here, pairing this with bands and you have a ton of load, a ton of tension. So we can make single leg movements like split squats, walking lunges much, much harder, keep the rep ranges reasonable and really allow you to hit your RAR targets much easier. Now, and really I would say the loaded backpack and band combo has been kind of the cornerstone for many of my online clients at home training who don't have any other equipment available because you can recreate a lot of resistance for most any movement. Past that, towels or Tupperware lids make good substitutes for floor sliders. So for example, one of the hardest movements to train without equipment is going to be a leg curl variation. But the cool thing is here, we can do a towel leg curl, similar to how you do a slider leg curl. So lying on your back, feet on the towel on some type of wood or tile floor, that guy will slide super smoothly. So hips are locked up in the air, glutes are tight, extend your legs slowly and then pull them back explosively. Absolutely smokes your hamstrings and also allows us to train that knee flexion movement. And really these are super useful for a variety of core and hamstring movements. Next, we have water jugs. So both one gallon and five gallon water jugs can essentially be turned into adjustable dumbbells. And these are great for movements like lateral raises, chest flies. We can even use them to add more load to um, your single leg movements as well. And then finally, wine bottles and water bottles, which again are great for lateral raise variations, back fly variations, and other movements that just require relatively light objects. The, th the funniest thing to me is always the client sending form videos that are like doing lateral raises with champagne bottles. Shit always cracks me up. Next, we can add in slower negatives and iso holds. So you can really increase the time under tension for each rep by slowing the quote unquote lowering portion of a movement down to approximately three to five seconds. Now the beauty of this is for hypertrophy as a whole, 
We know that the eccentric portion of the rep is going to be key to stimulating hypertrophy. And a lot of times people actually neglect this with their normal weight training. So for many people, this will cause you to be more intentional, but going back to your normal training, you'll actually get more out of it because you're more intentional about controlling the negative portion of each rep. Similarly, ISO holds. So for example, a three to five second pause and hold at the bottom of each rep of a split squat can make a movement much more challenging without the need to increase weight. We can increase range of motion. So here we can also make movements more difficult by, for example, let's say you're doing push-ups. Okay, let's increase the range of motion by creating a larger deficit. So you're gonna put your hands on books, get a bigger chest stretch at the bottom of each rep, get more stimulus out of each movement. Or those split squats, we're gonna have you stand on a book with your front foot as well. So thus you have to achieve even greater depth, which those are absolutely brutal. <laughs> Talked a lot about how much I hate split squats on this episode, but really they're truly the worst. We have single leg and single arm movements, as you probably already gathered. So when we focus on single limb movements, we're able to apply double the resistance you would have for a movement that used both arms or legs simultaneously. So for example, <clears throat> while all the backpack and band resistance you might have might not be enough to make a traditional squat feel very challenging, it will feel absolutely terrible when you do a rear foot elevated split squat. Thus, we can absolutely achieve our effective reps. All right, so now you have some pretty good ideas of how to load, um, plus the main key that you need to understand to adequately stimulate muscle growth. Now, we just have to apply this to some simple movement patterns. So every program that we design for online clients puts a major emphasis on training all the quote-unquote foundational movement patterns at least twice, twice per week. We have find out five, excuse me, foundational movement patterns. One is knee dominant, or basically think a squat or lunge movement. Two, hip dominant, which could be um, some type of hinge movement, or honestly, it could also be a reverse lunge, a split squat elevated, or excuse me, a split squat executed slightly differently. Really, like many of our lunge variations can be hip dominant or knee dominant, depending on execution. We have upper body push, upper body pull, and core. Now, the beauty of this is, as long as you've trained these five patterns, you've trained every major muscle group in your body. So making knee, hip, push, pull, core, the skeleton of all your programs is a smart way to ensure you're training effectively and efficiently. And we're gonna get into actual application of that into a training program in just a moment here. Now, from there, when it comes to progressing your training, as you probably know, progressive overload is one of the biggest keys to building muscle, meaning your goal for most of your movements should either be one, add reps with the same load and RIR target weekly. So for example, let's say you're doing split squats wearing a 50 pound backpack. You're gonna choose a rep and RIR range to progress these in. So for example, three sets of six to 15 reps with two reps in reserve. If week one, you can do seven reps with two RIR, AKA reps in reserve. Then week two, your goal should be to hit eight or more reps with two reps in reserve. Keep progressing this until you can do 15 reps with two RIR. At this point, add load, AKA more in the backpack or more bands and start progressing or start the progression over or choose a new rep range to continue to progress this in. I would say one of the biggest mistakes here with at-home training is 
we have to nerd out over the shit. And as a listener of this podcast, I know you like to nerd out over stuff like this and be as detail-oriented as I am. And I know Coach Andrea is as well. If you are constantly very intention, if you're constantly using like different loads in your backpack, you don't actually know that you're progressing from week to week, which is one of the biggest ways that people mess up at home training. So very much, I would push you to choose. I would I would push most people to use this progression method. Um, choose a similar load, the same load, I should say. So like, hey, I have the same books in my backpack this week versus last week or this water bottle is all the way full this week as last week or have the same amount of bands as last week or some combination of all the above okay i'm going to progress reps weekly whereas last week i can only hit x for one rir this week i can hit y for one rir thus i know that i have progressed and my range of motion was consistent across this entire time okay cool next option is going to be increased load for the same reps and RIR target as last week. So for example, if you get eight reps of depths of pushups at two RIR wearing a 50 pound backpack week one, then aim to hit eight reps at two RIR wearing a 55 pound backpack in week two. So we've added five pounds, RIR target stays the same and reps stay the same. So again, we know that you've progressed, but I have to say I've been using mostly option one for my online clients. Once again, it's just much easier to measure progression week to week because you essentially keep lifting the same exact object, but for more reps. So it's pretty intuitive. Now, again, option two just leaves a little bit more room for measurement error when it comes to determining if the object you are lifting is actually heavier than last week. And finally, we really need to understand the frequency, volume, and intensity relationship. So when it comes to building muscle, the three main variables we're manipulating in an online client's program are always going to be frequency, which is how often you train a muscle group or movement pattern, volume, the number of hard sets. So basically things sets with three reps in reserve or less, you train a muscle group or movement pattern with, and three, intensity, meaning the load you're training with. Now, if all three variables, frequency, volume, and intensity are high across your training week, you'll be doing way too much to recover from. But if all three variables are low, your training won't provide enough stimulus to actually grow muscle. So generally, one of these variables is high, one is moderate, and one is low. Now, with at-home training, your intensity will naturally be lower because you don't have access to hundreds of pounds of dumbbells and barbells, unless you have a dough-ass garage gym, but I'll try not to lord that over all of you right now that have no equipment at home. So, um, again, we just don't have the ability to push intensity too much, intensity being low here. Now, if volume goes too high here, you'll be very sore from all the new movement patterns. So for most high-frequency, moderate-volume approach, will be the most effective here. And really for most of my online clients, this means training full body, three to four days per week has been the way to go. All right, so that is very much how we go about setting these up, some of the primary things that you need to consider. Now, because I'm looking out for all of you who are training at home, who don't have any equipment or very minimal equipment, I actually turned this entire podcast into a blog. That is linked in the show notes. Now. In the show notes, you will find one, dozens of movement options for every single one of those foundational movement patterns that we talked about. Knee dominant, hip dominant, push, pull, core. Two, plug and play templates for you to actually create your own training program. So I'm talking plug knee dominant in here. 
plug the yamina option that you have the equipment for in here and best fits you here plug the hip dominant movement that best fits you and you have the equipment for here etc you get the idea um here's recommended sets and rep ranges and rir targets and this is actually an entire training program built out in a plug and play template fashion for you to use so don't say i don't ever do anything for you but and and again that is linked up in the show notes all right guys if you're stranded at home training truly i hope you found this helpful if you need more guidance with your nutrition to get the absolute most out of quarantine or shit if you're not stuck at court if you're not stuck at home but you still need help getting nutrition on point hit the link in the show notes to apply for coaching with our team as well that is all i have for you today again i hope you found this helpful